In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three types of agents that you want to recruit and retain to your organization. We're going to be talking about the dependent agent, the interdependent agent, and the independent agent, and the exact culture leads accountability systems and strategies you should be providing to each type of agent to give you the highest retention and help them take their business to the next level. Hi, I'm Jeff Cohn, host of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. In the episode today, I'm going to be presenting a solo episode on how to best recruit and retain agents from three different categories, dependent agents, interdependent agents, and independent agents. And I'm going to be talking about how you can implement different types of culture, lead gen, lead conversion, accountability systems, and strategies pertaining to each of these types of agents. So let's get started. When I launched our real estate team back in 2011, that went from 70 to over 700 sales in six years, we were looking for dependent agents. Um, at that point in my career, I was an interdependent agent, and I had no idea that independent agents might exist. And so first and foremost, I want to speak to, to the dependent agent, but I'd like to spend maybe a minute to outline what each of those different categories represent. A dependent agent is someone that's newer to the industry. They've done less than 10 transactions. They might be brand new, and they need some type of mentorship program to be successful. They need to be constantly handheld. They're going to be calling and texting and emailing with lots of questions. They're going to need ongoing training. And we've kind of found that an agent needs to do probably around 50 to maybe even 100 real estate transactions on both the buy and sell side before they've become an interdependent agent. Um, your dependent agents typically will be on real estate teams or within an organization that has a really strong mentorship program that runs for three months to even 12 months until an agent gets to that 50 to 100 transaction mark. Once an agent's been in the business for two or three years, they've done 50 to 100 transactions, we'd call them more of an interdependent agent. They don't need to be on a team. They may choose to be on a team. Um, an interdependent agent could also have a team. It's somebody who chooses to hang their license at a traditional brokerage, um, and they take advantage of a minimal amount of resources made available by said brokerage. Maybe they have access to the transaction coordination team. Maybe they need a physical office space to conduct business. Uh, maybe they have a there's a weekly training that's presented by the brokerage that they're at. But outside of that, they can really exist on their own. I'd say any agent producing at $5 million or more is an interdependent agent. Um, on the dependent agent side, anyone that's less than $5 million a year would probably be more of a dependent agent unless they're intentionally not producing at that $5 million mark. And then you have your independent agent. An independent agent is somebody that can exist on an island. Um, they might even have a broker's license, but they just choose to not own their own brokerage because they don't want to have the fiduciary responsibility that's carried as a broker. Um, this person could literally physically work out of their house or work from a different office location, but they want to be able to be connected to something. They want to have the culture or the name um, that's attached to them, but they don't need the admin. They don't need someone to pay their commissions. They don't need the legal team. They don't need really any of the benefits that typically come with a traditional brokerage. They simply just need to hang their license somewhere. So that's kind of giving a quick outline of what those three different categories are. Very rarely does anyone acknowledge 
that agents could fall into one of those three categories. And it's important to recognize if an agent is a dependent agent, an interdependent agent, or an independent agent, because it then better helps you as a leader recognize what value you can provide to them to help them become the best version of themselves. So first, diving deep into the dependent agent. Um, we talked about culture, leads, accountability systems, and strategies pertinent to each category and what someone within each of those categories is going to need to become the best agent and the best version of themselves. I also think from a thought leadership standpoint, it should be our responsibility as a leader to take somebody from dependent to interdependent and then from interdependent to independent. And then eventually they might even be able to exit that independent role. Um, true leaders serve their followers by empowering them to be just like them. The dichotomy of leadership is that one cannot lead beyond what they have accomplished. So if you are a dependent agent, you're never going to be able to lead other dependent agents because you yourself are dependent. If you're an interdependent, you should be able to lead dependent agents. And if you're independent, you should be able to lead interdependent agents and dependent agents. And so I think first and foremost, we need to acknowledge what are we? Let's self-actualize and ask ourselves, what is our capacity to lead and how do we come help people become the best versions of themselves? Um, a great book that speaks to leadership and making sure that we're providing those within our world the best resources to become the best versions of themselves is Dream Manager. So if you haven't picked up a copy of that book, I would highly recommend it. You can find it on Amazon. You can listen to it. It's a quick read. Great book um, and really helps to outline this mindset of helping people become their best selves. So back to the dependent agent. They're new to the business. They've done less, they're doing less than $5 million a year. They're brand new. They've done less than 50 transactions. They maybe have never done a single transaction. Um, I've always said it probably takes an agent, you know, 100 hours to get to their first deal. What I mean by that is you think back, if everyone wants to pause the podcast after I ask a rhetorical question, but think back to your first transaction or your first five and all of the time and energy that you had to put into figuring out how to print the contract off if you had to print a contract. My first deal, I printed off and they signed with Real Ink. Um, how to prepare your template draft, how to execute the contract, who you needed to send it to, how to make sure everything was signed correctly, how to make sure that you didn't miss anything. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And then you think about all the elements of negotiation and pulling a market analysis and um, going and getting a listing agreement signed. I mean, the first time, the second time, the 10th time for somebody that's never done it before, it's going to take a lot of effort and energy. Your dependent agent needs someone there with them. The best way to lead a dependent agent is to require that they are with an interdependent or independent agent to watch how they conduct themselves to become a top agent in their marketplace. And so one of our best techniques to help our dependent agents is to require them to be with the rainmaker, if you will, from a team um, on their on maybe 10 listing presentations or ride along with them on uh, going. If the buyer's agent shows property, ride along with them and watch the way they conduct themselves. Watch the top producer in a buyer presentation if your team is taking advantage of exclusive buyer agency agreements. Uh, there's no better way than get, getting to be with them. And then documenting everything. Anything worth teaching is worth recording so you never have to teach it again. And create, um, curate actual content that you can be training new agents on to help them become a better version of themselves so they can transition into that interdependent role. For over 10 years, we've led a Monday and Wednesday training for our dependent and our interdependent agents. 
We also offer training every week for all of our independent agents. So part of our elite real estate systems curriculum is group coaching specific to team leaders and broker owners. If anyone would like more information about the Monday, Wednesday agent training, which is unlimited if you are in the team leader training, as well as information pertaining to the team leader training, please go visit growwithers.com. So as it pertains to training, any successful organization has ongoing training made available to those within the organization that need to be trained, which is everyone. If you yourself aren't receiving training, then you probably need to ask yourself if you're growing. Usually if there's no training, you're not going to be growing. And if you're not growing, then you're probably going in the opposite direction. So we find it's invaluable to require that an agent attends at least a weekly training. Our Monday trainings are designed to pre present about six months worth of topical information. It could be listing presentation training, negotiation training, new construction training. And then every Wednesday, it's dialogue training that goes along with the topical training. So you have a Monday training and a Wednesday. Typically, our Mondays are also our team meetings or brokerage meetings. And so agents are encouraged to attend a, a group accountability meeting as that serves as the team meeting. And then right after that meeting ends, we have our training. And so you kill two birds with one stone. You get everyone in a room together. It's an hour team meeting, an hour training. And then everyone's invited to come back two days later, uh, come to the office and do a dialogue training around the topic. So if you have a training on a Monday for a dependent agent specific to the listing presentation, Monday is going to serve to talk about what a listing presentation is, how to prepare for the presentation, what exactly you need to come prepared with, how to dress, how to pull up to the house, where to sit. And then Wednesday, you'd actually sit at a table and you'd role play uh, maybe some rebuttals that a client might give or how to negotiate what the seller should list the house at, but you're actually going to talk it out. And so we find dependent agents need handheld. <clears throat> they need help. They need support expect it. Don't complain about it. It should be part of your business. If you're choosing to attract dependent agents, you need to have a platform to train them. Secondly, you need a platform to hold them accountable. Not only are we training, are we holding them accountable to those trainings? Are we holding them accountable to their KPIs, key performance indicators, so that they're performing at the very highest level? And then thirdly, are we providing them the systems and processes to perform at the highest level? Are we buying them and paying for the best CRM platform in Boomtown or KV Core? Are we providing them the best website solutions? Are we providing them the best leads for a dependent agent? See, dependent agents should work leads that they have no relationship with, in our opinion. They should be working the leads like a Boomtown paid lead, for example, versus a Zillow lead that asks to see a home, we would think an interdependent agent is going to be better suited for that lead. And then if I'm going to refer out my own personal friends and family, they're probably going to go to an interde interdependent or even independent agent because I want to make sure that my friend or family is getting the exact treatment they'd get if they were working with me. I'm not giving that lead to a dependent agent that's done less than 50 deals. So there's lots of ways to serve our dependent agents. Uh, we talked about training, accountability, systems, processes. We talked about mentorship and creating a true expectation of helping this person become their best self. So next, it's interdependent. If you are independent and you own a brokerage or a large team and you're training people to build teams within your organization, you can serve an interdependent agent. Most interdependent agents will want to have a real estate team or at least run what I would say is called the Navy SEAL team where the interdependent agent has one full-time transaction coordinator. They might have a sign runner. They might have a showing assistant. They might have a buyer coordinator, listing coordinator, but it's really up to each individual. And some people don't want to have to hassle with managing any of those things. They just want to run their own business and they do $5, 20 $50 million a year as an inter interdependent agent and that's okay. 
interdependent agents struggle going to trainings. They think they know everything. And most of the trainings they go to are built for independent, or sorry, dependent agents. So if you have an interdependent agent, go to, go to a training on how to write a contract, they're obviously going to burn out and they're not going to be interested in that training. We've had the most success with interdependent agents hosting masterminds. Um, it puts them in a situation where they can share their expertise while getting to hear from other peers who produce at a similar level. And one of the ways that this worked really well for us on our flagship team and continues to serve us at our brokerage is you want to put people together in a mastermind that are performing in similar levels. So if you have enough people in the organization, you could have different meetings at the office or different mastermind lunches, and you could grab people based on their production amount. So anyone that did less than 5 million, let's say that's a a dependent agent mastermind, they'd get to go to lunch. And then somebody that's five to 15 million, and then someone's 15 million to 30 million. And you put people, you know, birds of a feather flock together, you put people in a group where they're going to actually be able to provide a lot of great value to one another. The interesting dichotomy is that interdependent agents don't want to be held accountable. And I would argue that interdependent agents need accountability more than a dependent agent. A dependent agent has the time to go and do all the activities to be successful. An interdependent agent gets so wrapped up in all the minutia. Um, they're doing all of the small things. They're in the weeds, if you will. And they need someone to make sure and ensure that they're making the most amount of time and the least amount of energy of making the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy and having that accountability coach who should be the leader or success manager that you assign will really help make sure that they stay on track. Um, like I mentioned before, interdependent agents want leads. They don't want boomtown leads. They don't want to have to work hard at it. They want the lower lying fruit from Zillow or your personal sphere, but they want leads and they're willing to pay a referral fee. They also want a culture of inclusiveness. They want to feel special. They want to have a role. Uh, everybody wants to feel liked. Um, everyone wants to be known. Um, and most interdependent agents want to be celebrated. They want their successes to be you know, shouted from the rooftops. Uh, they want the sign in the yard that says top agent lives here, which we don't do. I like to tease broker brokerages that do it, but they should get acknowledgements for their success. Um, one of the things that we've done, I think a good job at is anytime an interdependent, dependent or independent agent gets a review within the brokerage, we'll share the review on social media and give them a, a kudos or an attaboy. I typically will take a screenshot of something like that and text an agent and say, Hey, I'm really proud of you. That was an awesome comment. I know you deserved it. You're a great agent. And then we have the in, uh, independent agents. Independent agents, and everyone knows them, are the agents that don't come into the office. They don't need to come into the office. They don't want to come into the office. It could be because of a geographical challenge. It might take too long with traffic. They might physically live on the other side of the state. Um, depending on your expansion model within your brokerage, they might live on the other side of the country. Um, your independent agent doesn't want to be held accountable. They don't want to go to very many of your trainings. Um, they definitely don't want to be handheld. They just want to be able to do their thing, do their thing their way. They don't want rules. And I'll actually share a personal story. Um, I was with Gary Keller about three years ago when he was recruiting our team into the Keller Williams organization. And I was really concerned with all the rules and regulations of a typical traditional franchise. And Gary said at the moment, he said, Jeff, one of the things that makes us unique, we're a company that serves entrepreneurs and within KW, there will be no rules. There's no rules. Now, of course, there's ethical rules and integrity rules and laws, and we have to follow all of that. But his point was, we're not going to interfere. We're going to let you go do your thing. Independent agents want flexibility. 
They want you to let them do what they do best, which is prospect for business and possibly even service the business. Most of your team leads that are stepped out of the business, or if you follow MREA, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, they're seventh level. They are independent. Even if you don't know you're independent, you are. Um, you have a team of people that look to you that are interdependent, independent agents, but you're independent and you just want to be in a, in an ecosystem that allows you to do what you do best. And everybody has their different special sauce that makes them what they, what, what they are today that makes them unique. An independent agent needs to be given that freedom. So as we speak to splits, just kind of changing gears, we obviously got into the weeds of the difference between a dependent agent and what they need, interdependent agent and what they need, and an independent agent and what they need. The splits are obviously going to be different. A dependent agent is going to need to pay the brokerage or their mentor or their team leader a larger portion of their commission because more time and energy and resources are going to them to help them become the best version of themselves. Same thing would be true with an interdependent agent and same thing would be true with an independent. They're not all going to be the same split. And I think that's a big mistake that we see oftentimes as a brokerage will say, our splits are 70-30 with an $18,000 cap and that's the split across the board and everybody is going to be treated the same. Well, why would we treat everyone the same when they're all different? Everyone's different, but they all should be offered the same opportunity. So within our brokerage in Nebraska, we have um, a, an option where somebody could be a 70-30 split with a cap. Our cap's 18 grand. They could be a flat fee agent if they've done a certain amount of production where they just pay us monthly $1,080 a month as of this recording. Um, or they could be an independent agent and they just pay mo a monthly fee for their entire team. And that's um, 4, 000, about $4,000 a month. It ends up being 50 grand a year. So our dependent agents that join teams, those teams that they join have their own split structure on top of our split structure. And it's up to those team leaders to define what splits they think are fair and equitable for their team and for their growth and for their own entrepreneurship vision. And so the intent of this podcast is to help anyone and everyone listening that runs a real estate business. And I do think this is applicable, applicable to a lot of different industries, help everyone recognize not everyone's equal. Even if they have an insurance license or a mortgage, they're a mortgage lender with a license or a real estate agent with a license, just because you have a license doesn't mean that you're the same as somebody that produces 10 times as much as you. And so I think it's kind of nice to compartmentalize the conversation around how long someone's been in the industry and how much volume they do and define that by these three roles of a dependent, interdependent, and independent person. Be cognizant as a leader, what kind of leader you are and how far you are on that path. Again, reminding everyone that you can't lead an independent agent if you're a dependent agent or an interdependent agent. And then recognize that a true leader serves their followers by helping them be just like them. Help someone become interdependent if they're dependent and help them become independent if they're interdependent and teach people that they can even go from independent to selling the business or having somebody else run it and not even have to be in any role at all. And their business can exist without them being necessary, which is what creates the highest value if one goes to, um, to sell their organization. I really appreciate you guys following the episode. If you're finding value from these podcasts, I would it would mean a lot to us if you would please go wherever you listen to this. If this is YouTube or Stitcher, um, there's a hundred different platforms out there. If you just go out there and give us a review, uh, five star, if it's a five star rating system, whatever the best review is, and give a shout out to one of our guests or give a shout out to me as the host and let us know what content you're loving. 
Let us know what has hit a chord with you, what maybe has created the greatest impact for you. And by taking that extra two minutes when this episode ends, it's going to help other people like you across the country find this podcast. It's obviously going to help our organization grow and put more people into our world so we can help more dependent agents become interdependent agents and more interdependent agents become independent agents and more independent agents exit and start focusing on adding verticals like mortgage, title, insurance, property management, and investing, which is our entire focus and goal um, coming around the corner into 2024. We have a lot of really exciting announcements we're going to be making in Q4. So stay tuned for our next episode.